God bless you. You're about to listen to the voice of the eagle with Prophet Samuel Addison. Prophet Samuel Addison is an anointed servant by the will of God and is graced to operate in the fivefold ministry. As you listen to this tape, be ready to be caught up into unlimited levels of the spirit and soar unto greater heights. Enjoy the message. to give you thanks for multiplication of grace. Let's begin to bring our prayers to a close. We thank you, Father, because from our mouths straight to your ears in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let the amen be louder than your neighbor's own. Pump up that amen. Pump it up. Now raise your hands above your head and give the Lord Jesus a big hand. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Good morning, everyone. Apologize for my voice. It's getting better and better. It's been back to back for a few weeks now. It's such an honor to be a part of this family this weekend. And I want to give thanks to the Lord. Each time I come to Ghana, I say to myself, this is home. And I thank God for bringing me again. Hallelujah. Once again, Bishop, I want to thank you for this honor and privilege. Thank you for believing in the grace of God upon my life. I see you rise and rise and rise and rise. And leave your mates behind. I see God amplifying your voice. And I have a word for you from the Lord this morning. Second Chronicles chapter 1 and verse number 1. This puts on the screen for me. The joke of a prophet is a prophecy. And I'm not even joking. I'm here as a woman on assignment this morning. When God blesses the head, 
he lifts the burden. Second Chronicles chapter 1 verse 1. Is it on the screen? Where is it? And Solomon, the son of David, was established in his kingdom. And the Lord was with him and strengthened him and magnified him exceedingly. Media, wake up, wake up. And Solomon, the son of David, was established in his kingdom. Bishop, this is your season of establishment. And the Lord his God was with him. When God is present, it does not matter who is absent. After God has spoken, every other speaker is a late comer. And the Lord is God was with him. Watch out for this man. Be careful how you treat him. Don't betray him. He has a God that is his backup that cannot back out. Be careful how you treat him. Let the wise hear what the Lord is saying. Addison, this is the word of the Lord to you, Sam. God will strengthen you in this kingdom. He will be with you. And he will exalt you. Give me the King James's version. And he will magnify you exceedingly. Remain grateful and remain humble. Remain grateful and remain humble. I'm going to say that one more time as a matriarch to you. Remain grateful and remain humble. Anytime God wants to take the measurement of a man, he doesn't put the tape around his head or body. He puts it around the heart. And the woman said in her heart, if only I can touch the hem of his garment and ever had. Every time you speak in your heart, there is a spiritual microphone attached. God may not hear what you say with your mouth, but he hears what you say. Remain grateful. Remain humble. What I see about you, I'm not even permitted to share yet. Watch out for this man. God is holding your hand and introducing you to a tribe of the greats. And he's going to perpetuate it. I got to your office this morning and you introduced your son to me as Samuel Jr. And I said, no, you are the junior. He's Samuel Senior. Don't ever call your son Junior. You are, from now on, I've come to change his name. Baby dedication. Sam Senior. Nobody calls him Junior from this time on. Because God is going to perpetuate the covenants over his head. It is an honor for you to serve the grace of God upon the life of this man. I don't care who you are. Whether he is relation or you are a church member. It is an honor to serve the grace of God. I'm too busy to just go anywhere. Some go, some I sent. I came here because God sent me. It is an honor to serve the grace of God upon the life of this man. He has a backup that cannot back out. Sam, you haven't said nothing. Remain grateful, remain humble. Let your knees not be far from the ground before the Lord. In the privacy of your heart, in public, let your posture, the posture of your heart, Remain that of gratitude and humility. 
God will preserve you. <laughs> Celebrate the next phase that this ministry just entered. Is that how to celebrate? While you are sitting down? Is that how to celebrate what God just did? Because it will affect you too. Thank you for sharing your God-given pupils with me. I do not take it for granted. Befitting queen. Such an honor to be speaking at your conference. Thank you for standing by this man. Thank you for taking your place. This seat will never be vacant. When your children are celebrating, she will be alive. Get ready for your season of reward. Eunice, get ready for your season of reward. The God that sees in secret has decided to reward you in the open. Welcome to your next level. Celebrate. Now let me tell you something before you sit down. There are four major reasons why God blesses people. One of them is when you celebrate with the people that God has blessed. Because you can't attract what you attack. Celebrate what God just did. Kings and nobles will celebrate you in the name of Jesus. Now let me tell you this. Amen is not an encouragement to the preacher. Amen is the acceptance of a divine verdict. Kings and nobles will celebrate you. Take your seat and let me break the bread of life. I honor the servants of God in the house, ministers of God. That's Pastor Addis. God bless you, man of God. And you look cute. God bless you and your wife. God bless all the elders in the house, all the ministers. I bring you greetings from the United States of Nigeria. Woo! God is so, so good. Some of my spiritual children came with me on this trip. Shewen and Precious, I honor you. Thank you. I also bring you greetings from my husband, Bishop Felix Remia Dejumo. The man that has allowed me to serve God. The man that is secure enough to let me fulfill my destiny. When we get to heaven, I'm going to use the hair on my head to wipe Jesus' feet. For the privilege of being Mrs. Adejumo. Please help me celebrate my husband. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. In the confine of the time that I have this morning, I'm bringing you a word that the, lead, the Lord laid on my heart. And in the last two months, it's been ringing in my spirit. I've shared it with a few people. And I've been praying almost every day using this word. One day the Lord said to me, there is no great man anywhere. Only helped people. If you see anybody that looks great, it is because of the measure and the level of help the person has received. And therefore this morning, I'm speaking to you on a message titled, Help for your next level. Help for your next level. You can get the tape later, but please listen to me with your spirit, your soul, and your body this morning. Man is a product of help. When you were going to come to planet Earth, you needed help. Your father and mother had to come together to help you. You could not bring yourself to planet Earth. 
after you were conceived, you would have been aborted if not for the help that you received. Your mother had to carry you in her womb. You disfigured her. She couldn't eat what she wanted. She couldn't wear what she wanted just to give you life. Have an orphanage. And that presupposes that some women died while they were trying to give life to their children. That's why you cannot afford to be silly or rude to your mother. I don't care what you become and I don't care how bad or evil she is. Honor her. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long. That it may be well with you. Flip it. Dishonor your father and mother and your days will be cut short. You are rude to your parents. The angels will be instructed. Subtract 11 years from his life. It's there in the Bible. That your days may be long. Too many people have had their lives cut short because of dishonor. Spiritual parents, biological parents, people that stand as authority figures in their lives. They dishonor them. When you were going to be born, you couldn't help yourself. A medical team, or if you were, or if you were born in a, in a village, some people had to come together to help you so you could be born. The education you have today, it has taken people to impart it. You cannot be your own driver, your own barber, your own medical doctor, your own lawyer, your own seamstress, your own tailor, your own designer. Help. When your days on earth are over, no matter how long you live and you die, you go home to meet Jesus, you cannot give yourself a befitting burial. It will take people to bury you. So from the womb to the tomb, you need help. From the cradle to the grave, you need help. The grace of God that is here in this service this morning is to put in your hand the help that you need for the next level. Whatever you have accomplished is commensurate to the kind of help you have access to. Nobody is great outside of the help that they have received. I pray for you this morning that when you need help most, you will not lack it. That your amen does not befit your status. So where did you keep that one? When you come to church, you don't do the strategic helpers that you need for the next level will locate you. Listen, beloved. There are people you must not meet in life. And there are people you must not miss. There are people you must not meet. And there are people you must not miss. May you not miss the person you should meet. And may you not meet the person you should miss. Jump up and shout amen three times. Take your seat. There are women today and men whose lives will have been better if not that they met who should, they should miss. And there are people today that are crawling in ministry, financially, in every area of their lives because they missed the people they should have met. Every time I'm privileged to go to Israel, one of the best places, one of the first places I want to visit is where David was buried. When you get there, you will see that royalty lies here. On the wall, you will see crown, violin, harp. They change the velvet regularly. 
If you've not been to Israel, you should go. It will make the Bible real to you. You will know you are not serving God in vain. A man died. The first time I visited Israel was when Israel was celebrating 3,000th year that David declared Jerusalem as the capital city. A man that died thousands of years ago and he's still relevant. Let's check. Because the secrets of champions are in their stories. Let's check his life. We're speaking about help for the next level this morning. Let's check David's life. How can a man be dead? Thousands of years. And he's still speaking. I did my study and I found about 11 different kinds of helps that David received. In the few minutes I have, maybe I'll share just two with you. Different kinds of help. Strategic help. Willing helpers. Able helpers. Capable helpers. Some people are present, but they cannot help you. Some can help you, but they are not present. I'm sharing with you this morning the one that is present in the time of trouble. How? Bible historians have proved to us there are eight major reasons why David shouldn't have even been king. How come that that kind of a person is still relevant to today? Do you know how many churches, there are over 2 billion Christians in the world. Do you know how many churches are speaking about David this morning as we speak in spite of who and what he did? When God favors you, your mistakes become miracles. When you are in disfavor, your mistakes are amplified. Uriah went to protect and preserve the territorial integrity of Israel. While he was away fighting and risking his life, David slept with his wife. Killed the man. Married the wife. And God still says, he's a man after my heart. Excuse me. That is what I call the impartial partiality of God. My husband says, to be favored is to be served first, even though it won't go around. May God favor you. That your amen is not good. The God that called me shall favor you. The God of the Bible shall favor you. God shall favor you. Say two more amens. Sit down. You have struggled enough. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have done this and that. I have come to simplify your life. What you need is help. There are people that step into your life and the storm comes. There are people that step into your life and you rise. There are people that God introduces to you and you gain speed. You leave your mates behind. This morning, God sent me here to introduce you to your next level. I shift you forward. I shift you upward. God will disgrace your enemies. God will make your voice to be louder than the noise of your critics. Sit down. When Bathsheba got into the palace, maybe some people were looking at her. Second Samuel 12. Second Samuel 11, the last verse. The Bible says, and the thing that David did was displeasing to the Lord. Second Samuel chapter 12. The Bible says, and 
David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. Up till that time, the Bible will say, Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. Second Samuel chapter 12. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. When God forgives you, he carries your sins, puts in the ocean of forgetfulness, and he puts a sideboard. No fishing. Message translation. Micah, chapter 7, beginning from verse number 18. Message translation. Micah, the book of Micah, chapter 7, beginning from verse number 18. Message translation. Hurry up, media. Where is the God who can compare with you? Wiping the slate clean of guilt. Turning a blind eye, a deaf ear to the past sins of your punched and precious people. You don't nurse your anger and you don't stay angry long. For mercy is your speciality. That's what you love most. Verse 19. <laughs> Verse 19. Bless you, media. And compassion is on its way to us. You will stamp out our wrongdoing. You will sink our sins to the bottom of the ocean. Anytime the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Yes, I did it. I have repented, Satan. But you, you can't repent. Hell is waiting for you. You sink our sins to the bottom of the ocean. Does that mean we should continue to sin? No. We love him too much. We don't want to sin. But in case he sinks it, God does not consult your past to determine your future. He will help you. I'm just introducing. I hope I can preach this morning before my time. Sit down. When Bathsheba gave birth to Solomon, God raised a first class prophet to go and tell David, I love the child. What? And his name shall be called Jedida. What? A product of adultery. I love the child. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. It does not matter who does not like you. David said... God liked me among my father's sons. It's Chronicles 28. God liked me among my father's sons. <laughs> I hope I will not be misquoted. God loves everybody, but he doesn't like everybody. For God so loved he didn't say for God so like. That liking aspect, you work it out. David was going to build the temple. God said no. David said, okay, God. You said no, but I'm going to corner you. You didn't say I should not give. You said I should not build. So he prepared. What are you telling me? And God will not like him. Second Samuel chapter 6, they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant. David, after six paces, 18 feet, David will say, stop! I remember how he helped me to kill Goliath. And David will dance and dance and dance. And he will slaughter animals 
and slaughter animals. And then they would take off again. 18 feet. Stop! I remember when the lion and the bear came in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 37. He delivered me from the mouth of the bear and the lion. Stop! He will dance. He will slaughter. He will make sacrifices. 18 feet. Stop. I remember when Saul was going to kill me. He will make offering. Don't go to a church where they don't encourage you to give. You will be poor. Slaughter. For Samuel 17, 37. The God that delivered me from the mouth of the bear and the mouth of the lion. Don't forget what you should remember. When it was a quarter to shame and God helped you. Did you do Thanksgiving? When it looked as if your enemies had the final say and God showed up. Did you do Thanksgiving? This new month, I want to pray for you. You will have reasons to do emergency Thanksgiving. That your amen is not loud enough. Do you know emergency Thanksgiving? Before you finish celebrating one, you will call your daddy. Papa! God has done another one. In quick succession. Overlappingly. Before you finish one. This month of April, God will cause you to do emergency thanksgiving. Take your seat. Let me preach. Will soon be done. Mm. Mm. The first person I saw in David's life were dissecting his life. How did he become so big? How did he become so relevant? How did he become so great? How did he? He received help. And the first helper I saw in his life is Samuel. For Samuel chapter 16, beginning from verse number 1, God just rejected Saul. And God said to Samuel, arise. How long will you mourn for Saul? Some of you are still mourning. Stop mourning. Over spilled milk. Stop mourning. That person left you. Let them go. Let them go. Stop trying to resurrect what God is trying to kill. Let them go. Some people must not follow you to the next level. Stop mourning. They left you and so. Come and ask me how many people left me. It doesn't matter. I told the ladies yesterday, it was good that Opa left. Because if you look at Ruth chapter 1, her name was first mentioned. God is a God of order. So she was the senior wife. For Samuel chapter 1, the Bible says that there was a man, Elkanah, who had two wives. The name of one was Anna and the name of the other. So, other. Anna was the first wife. So, Opa was the first wife. And God knew that there was only one Boaz in his class. A Boaz that could take care of a woman. Because no matter how poor a city or a town is, you will still find money lenders. And Opa did not deserve it. So God allowed her to go so that that one Boaz will marry Ruth. Where you are going next, some people will not be comfortable, so let them live now. Stop trying to force and bring them back. You are delaying God. There's something ahead of you. Wipe your tears. Prepare for your next level. Sit down. God said, how long will you mourn for Saul? I've rejected him from leaning over Israel. Go to Jesus' house. Do you know that in this particular scripture, David was not even present. And a peep into the way he relayed this story, we know now that he was in the bush for Samuel 17. He was in the bush, not just a bush, but a forest. 
verse 37. Because lions and bears came. So he was forgotten in a, a bush, a forest that could have lions and bears. It's not a small thing. So they put him there to die. They left you. They thought it, it is finished for you. Get ready for good news upon good news upon good news upon good news upon good news. And Samuel said, I've come to announce his next level and we will not sit until he comes. So David was brought in. You all need a Samuel in your life. A Samuel is the one that holds your hands and introduces you to nations, to the palace. A Samuel is the one that is comfortable enough to share grace with you. A Samuel is someone that is there and can bring you there. Luke chapter number one. After the angel left Mary, she took six steps. One of them. She went to Zechariah's house. She stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Who is your Samuel? Who is your Elizabeth? Who is fanning you to flame? What is your body language to your Samuel? There are three kinds of people you must run away from. Number one, expired mentors. If you stop following Jesus, I won't follow you. Expired mentors, they are not comfortable for your lifting. They think you are competing with them. Why will he build this kind of a church? By the way, this church is beautiful. It's a first class building. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well done. Why is he competing with us? Expired mentors want to eat you up. They don't want you to rise. They are not secure. They hate your lifting. They look for a javelin to hit you and nail you to the wall. A son is an expired mentor. I'm not saying you should be ungrateful, but stop following packed vehicles. They want you to worship on the altar of their lives. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for last year. Thank you. If not for you, we wouldn't have been able to build this place. Thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Honor men, but worship God. Expired mentors. The second group, jealous colleagues. Where did you buy that dress? Where did you buy that shoe? <laughs> Me too, I can have it. Me too, I can have it. They don't rejoice with you. They just want to compete and compete and compete and compete. Hey, my husband too. Hey, hey, hey. Me too, I want to buy the car. Me too, me too, me too. They don't rejoice with you. They are so competitive. You know, some people are like that. They just want to be at the center of everything. When they go for a naming ceremony, they want to be the baby. When they go for a wedding ceremony, they want to be the groom or the bride. I hope one day they will not go for a funeral service. I want to be the cops. Beware of jealous people. They're not happy that you are happy. That's how my husband says it. They hardly congratulate you. The moment you make progress, they're uncomfortable. And when you wear a good dress and somebody looks at you and says, you look beautiful. Oh my God. Stop telling them. This one, I bought it. Shh. When God blesses you, you own no body any explanation. Let them try to figure it out. Jealous colleagues. Number three, 
Beware of parasitic proteges. Name droppers. Expired mentors. Jealous colleagues. Parasitic proteges. Parasites always sap life. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. That's what to take from you. Some of you are in relationships that are parasitic. Give, 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 give to the man. Not one handkerchief for you. Is that the man you want to marry? We'll see in the evening. And men. Men and women, that meeting is for you. Whether you are married or you are single. We'll see in the evening. Stop trying to buy love. If it is God, it will last. Who is your Elizabeth? Who speaks into your life? So rise to your next level. Get a mentor. Get a coach. There's a portal of knowledge you don't have. No matter what you have, till we see Jesus, there will be somebody that knows better. Connect yourself. I don't work with my mates. Pastor Addison, please come. Prophet, now look at this. When you go on a walk with someone, see what happens. Do you see what happened? When you go on a walk with someone, do you see what happens? Something psychological happens. You either adjust to their pace or they adjust to your pace. When you go on a walk with somebody, you either adjust to their pace or they adjust to your pace. Who are you walking with? Why are you walking with fire extinguishers? Why are you walking with slow motion? Why? Why are you still at this level? Some of you, after this service, you need to pick your phone and delete some numbers. Listen, on my phone, I have blocked 533 people. On this phone, 533. I have... Bishop... How many messages do I have here that I have not opened? Nine, nine oh nine. Your phone is ringing because of that. You almost. You will just die for nothing. And life will continue. Let the person call back now. Why must you kill yourself just because I'm charging the phone. My phone is ringing. ringing. Eh? When will you start living for yourself? The people you are cutting your head for. You are not even their priority. Sit down. Your bishop just saw it. It's in red. You see it? You know you will know the ones you have not read. I have not opened. I don't have time. 
for everybody. I only have time for the people in my tribe. People that are inspiring me to love God. People that are inspiring me to serve Jesus. People that are inspiring me to be a better version of myself. That the people I'm spending my time with. When we get to heaven, we will do only two things. We will worship God and then we will visit. Ah, I didn't visit you enough in, on earth. <laughs> what are you doing? But while I'm here on earth, I'm a woman on assignment. <laughs> Some of you, your life is too clustered. You want to please everybody. You have too many friends. Too many. Disturbing your life. Because every relationship needs explanation. You must explain why your scarf is twisted to the east. You must explain why your shoe is not so high. You must explain what your husband, excuse me. And these relationships are sapping your energy. Stop majoring on the minor. Life is too short to be wasted on irrelevant people. Bishop, my time is up. I knew I would not be able to finish this message. I just mentioned one. I'll, I'll mention one more. Who is, who is your Elizabeth? Don't forget that. Who is inspiring you? Who are you following? Who is in your space? Who is your mentor? Who is your coach? Even as a coach, I paid, let me not even mention, thousands of dollars to get a coach. But there are people that know what you don't know. Some of you, all you do is sit in church and clap. Life has moved. This year, your bishop should not be praying some prayers. Bishop, you know, about three years ago, I went to my husband. And I said to him, darling, even though you're my husband, but you're my man of God. I just had an encounter with God now. And I want to make a promise to you, sir, that from now on, you will not need to ask God for certain levels of money. In this ministry, because God will ask you, is Funke no longer a member of your church? As I stand before you, maybe some of you have seen it. I have a result. One cobble of church is not there. I'm in full-time ministry and full-time business. I sell food. I do nails. I do hair. I sell outfits. You notice that I've been wearing some of late. I have a gym. I have a hotel. One cup of church is not there. That result took me 14 years. I want to be able to wear what I like. I want my man of God to have rest. He should not be asking God for one million when I'm here. It's an insult to God. And my man of God is asking God for one million naira. When I'm a member of the church, I don't want to be a waste of space. Mm -mm. Women, you better wake up and do something with your life. The era of, hey, let the man come. When the man comes, he will marry. You better go get a life. No man wants a liability. Every man wants an asset. You drive your car, I drive my own. You drop one million, I drop my own. The man looks at you and tells you. My husband said to me recently, I want to be married to you eternally. You are such a pride. Too much. Saul said to David, you want to marry my daughter? Bring 100 foreskins of the Philistines. David said, the girl is too much. I will give you 200. That's how to live. If your husband were to repay your dowry, he should increase it. Because of what you have added. If you are still gossiping, you are the only one remaining in that school. Women have moved. We are blessing lives. Pilots, administrators, preachers. We are living our lives and we are meeting in a class. Stop. If you are affected as an ego, 
by what chicken and parrots are saying on the internet. Look at her. You are flying too low. So, I came to Ghana to make you angry. To tell you that your life can be better. If I say man, you always demand respect. Don't you know I have paid school fees? Don't you know I sent all of you to Dubai? Can I have good news for you, please? These days, women too are paying school fees. These days, women too are buying tickets for Dubai. So, Oga, step up. Do something better and stop bragging and oppressing everybody. When last as a husband, you do write a check and you put it under the pillow for your wife. When last, did you hide a car key for your wife? And say, you're not submitting. Really? Submission. Look, submission is not slavery. Ephesians 5 22 is preceded by Ephesians 5 21. So joining wedding, stop starting at verse 22. Verse 21 is also there. Submission is not subjugation. It is the demonic side of the African culture. Say, submit, submit. That's not Bible. God didn't create your wife from your feet. Not from your head. He put, so when you say behind every successful man is a woman, it's a stupid statement. Demon possessed statement. What is your wife doing at the back? Set the scriptures. Beside every successful man is a successful woman. Successful woman. Stop intimidating your wife. Pity man. Spiritually, mentally, physically, in every area. What is submission? Submission is strength put under control. That's submission. You are heavy, I'm heavy. You are anointed, I'm anointed. You are wealthy, I'm wealthy. But I give you because in, on every plane, you have the pilots and the co So don't be too proud as a man to ask help from your wife. The cry for help is not the cry of the weak. It is the cry of the wise. Cry for help. We're trying to dissect David's life. Who are the people? Let's pull back the curtains that helped him. We have about 11. Number one is Samuel. I close with this one. Number two, my car. Every time you hear the name of my car, people are, hey, that wicked woman. Bishop, there was a time God said to me, study the lives of the women that didn't finish well. The first woman I studied was Jezebel. That woman taught me commitment to husband. One day she came home, the husband was downcast and depressed. She said, what's going on? The man said, I need Naboth's <laughs> field, the vineyard. The woman said, is that all? I'll get it for you. And she did. The Bible says you learn even from the ants. The second lady I studied was Delilah. That woman taught me how to befriend my husband. That woman taught me emotions, romance, sex in marriage. It was that woman that taught me. The most anointed man of God pillowed his head on your laps. I need to study you. For Samuel 18. For Samuel 19. You see, Jonathan, I don't want to talk about Jonathan, but there are still good friends. Who gave his bow, his arrow, his belt to David. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my car. 
when Saul was going to kill David, it was my car that let him down through a window. It's a pity that it was that same window that killed her. But she stood by the window while David was praising the Lord in 2 Samuel chapter 6. <laughs> that was the title of a message I preached some time ago. It's a window affair. She didn't deal with bitterness. She killed a goat, used the hair to make a bolster, put a pillow to preserve David. Married people, preserve your spouse. Cover your spouse's nakedness. You are on assignment. My husband was not a pastor or a bishop when we got married. It took me time because I hated public life. I never imagined that I'll be doing what I'm doing now. I got born again almost 43 years ago. I just wanted to be an usher in church. I just wanted to sweep. And I still go to church to sweep. Even as bishop's wife, by God's grace. Because Jesus met me holding broom phone before he gave me microphone. Some of you, once they lift you, you can't do nothing. You even leave the choir. You can no longer beat drums. Let me tell you, those of you that are instrumentalists, these are not just instruments. They are instruments of worship. The keyboard must never be dirty. The drum must be proper. Those of you that allow your children to run around and be playing, stop it. These are holy instruments to the Lord. Elisha said, bring me a minstrel. My sister did not have a child for years. One day I was praying for her. The Lord said, every time the angel brought her babies, she was absent. I said, God, she's always in church. The Lord said, the angels have been instructed not to take her babies to the main church service, but to choir rehearsal every Thursday. So when you go for choir rehearsal, don't think God does not see it. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. When my husband came into ministry, one day I was in the place of prayer, submitting, circumcising my heart, and I made a vow. I said, God, I thought I married a town planner. Now he says you have called him. And Lord, you know what it took for you to circumcise my heart to accept this call to go with him. Father, today I give you my word. I will stand by your servant, my husband. If he fails, hold me responsible. My car said, not on my watch will my father kill you. What do you do with the man God gave you the privilege to marry? I know he's not perfect. Hebrews chapter 5, beginning from verse number 1. Even the highest of the highest of the high priest is taken from among men. He has his weaknesses. As his wife, you are the most vulnerable because you see him when he's a man, not of God. Man. He's a man of God, but he's first a man. As his PA, you see him when he gets angry, when he shouldn't be angry. You are the most vulnerable. Do not fulfill an Absalom ministry. It is a bastard ministry. And it has repercussion. When Absalom was going to die, he was hanging between heaven and the earth. Heaven rejected him, earth rejected him. It's a matter of time. Cover your father's nakedness. It's not perfect. Noah was drunk, but it was in his tent. He was naked, but it was in his tent. The wine, he was the one that planted it. 
Don't expose your father. Don't use your bishop as toothpick. Don't speak ill of their children. The ministry is one of the hardest, if not the hardest, work on earth. Sometimes we are wounded, but we are still leading. Sometimes we are bleeding, but we are still blessing you. And sometimes it is a thankless job. We live in the glass house. It's a life of sacrifice. I woke up this morning in tears. My body was aching. Who does not want to, to stay beside the husband to cuddle her? Next week, I'm in Zambia. Who does not want to be at home? One day, I was flying. I was, I was walking, getting ready to fly from London to Uganda. And I was crying. And the Lord said to me, your life is in the offering bucket. You are a prisoner of the gospel. I hated public life. You will be pieced. You will be maligned. You will be lied against. People, you will be looking for yourself. Is it me they are talking about on social? No, this cannot be me because I didn't do this. No, 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 no. Bleeding and still bleeding. Wounded and still healing. When last did you drop a thank you card with a seed for your senior pastor? When last did you buy socks for their children? Some of you, because of you, they don't even have enough time for their children. And when you leave the church, you still model up the water, spreading lies. And you think God will not judge? You think the one that called them, that sees in the secrets, and sees all the sacrifices, sometimes they pray for you before they remember themselves. I've been a pastor's wife for 34 years, so I know what I'm talking about. Such a thankless job, if not for God. Some of you don't even like your bishop's wife because you will give anything to sleep with the bishop. If only you can be married to the bishop for one month and then you see his weaknesses that the wife is coping with. If only you can marry my husband for just one month and see the sacrifices. So you see, Bishop, bless you, Bishop, bless you, Daddy, the prophet, the Elijah of our time. We thank God for you. We thank God, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Then you see the wife, bless you. These that we pastors' wives don't even know anything about, you put the blame on us. When we get to heaven, I have a feeling that God will first honor us as pastor's wives before our husbands. Because if we did not make the home comfortable for them, they would not be able to pastor you. Rise up on your feet. I want to pray with you. Stand up, everybody. If you are not yet 90 years old, stand up. I'm an apostle. And apostles are foundational people. If what the Lord laid on my heart to share with you today hit you, it's because you're a great child. It's because of where you are going. That is what we call palace manners. So that when you get to the throne, you will know how to behave. In case you are here, you are not yet born again, please give your heart to Jesus. It's the best thing that can happen to you. We're not judging you. We're just presenting to you the best kind of life. And it would be an honor for you to just bow your head, place your right hand on your chest, and invite Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior of your heart. And in case you've been born again but you backslid, I want you to rededicate your life to Jesus. And some of you are here, you need to repent. You didn't do well in certain areas. It may be marriage, it may be ministry, it may be the way you have turned people down into shreds with your mouth or your fingers. 
I want you to repent because God is about to bless this house and I don't want anything to hinder it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you worship and adoration. I bless everyone that is under the voice of this word this morning. And Lord, you will hold our hands. have been blessed by this message kindly contact us on telephone numbers plus two three three two four four six nine four two nine nine or zero two four seven six four one five zero two our email address is samprofnk at yahoo.com that is s-a-m-p-r-o-p-h-n-k at yahoo.com our facebook handle is www.facebook slash samuel addison twitter at Prof. Sam Addison or visit our website www.prophetsamueladdison.org Visit www.amazon.com to purchase these books by Prophet Samuel Addison. Keep the fire burning. Tell no one. Your secret is your power. Discovering the secret to the top. Why do you need power? Dealing with success killers and many more. You can also get copies of these books from any bookshop near you. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,